Hey church, in just a moment, Pastor James will be bringing a strong word to wrap up the Mirrors series. But first, I wanted to share with you some updates regarding two of our pastors who are moving into new directions in their lives. First, Pastor Allen is transitioning off of our staff team. He'll be focusing in on developing his mission's work within the Light Ministries, which is a strategic partner for Centerpoint. I'm excited for the great work Alan will be doing within the Light, and we bless him as he steps into that focus starting September 1. And next up, Pastor Season is transitioning off of our staff team as well. God has opened some incredible doors for Season through radio and the growth of her Joybringer ministry, and she has discerned that in the next season of her life, that will be her ministry focus. And for Season, that'll begin at the end of October. So, two of our pastors are transitioning off of our staff team, but can I share some great news about that? Both Alan and Season love our church and will continue to be part of our church with their families and will serve when they are able as volunteer pastors in our church. I think that's something to celebrate. So let's do that right now. We appreciate you, Pastor Allen and Pastor Season. So exciting, exciting times to be a part of what God is doing, amen? Amen. So last week, Pastor John was talking about, um, you know, the, the, the sign. Did you guys remember that when he was saying, you know, when, when the people on the motorcycles, you know, are driving by or riding by? And I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I actually need to get better at doing the whole, like, thank you or, like, the symbol, you know? Like, and, it, and it's, it's closed fingers like this, not peace sign. But, but, but I... But I realized that we were in a meeting and I was saying, I feel really guilty because I don't actually do that very often. He said, well, why not? And I said, because I'm always trying to dodge the mirrors. And so I never want to take my hand off of it. Do you see that little mirrors? You know, we're in a series called... Ah, okay. So welcome to Centerpoint. Uh, my name is James. I'm the, the youth pastor here. I'm very excited to be a part of uh, this message in this series, Mirrors. And, and um, you can tell from my energy that I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped to give this message tonight. So um, without further ado, did you bring a Bible today? Anybody got a Bible? Can we just not waste time and jump straight into the Word? Can we go to, um, to the book of Psalms? And uh, if you're new to church, it's pronounced Psalms, not Psalms. That's a real joke, guys. I didn't know that at first. Okay. Uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 118. Shout at me when you're there. People on the right side are there. I love it. Cool. I'm not even there yet. Okay, here we go. Book of Psalms, chapter 118. I'm going to be reading 10 verses today, um, and then I'm going to give you the title of my message. We're going to pray, and then we're going to jump into the Word. So we're going to be in Psalms, chapter 118 today, and we're going to be starting in verse 13. Shout at me if you're there now. All right, there we go. It says this, my enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not let me die. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord." 
These gates lead to the presence of the Lord and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayers and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing and it is wonderful to see. This is the day of the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Somebody shout amen. Amen, amen. So, so I've been doing a lot of self-reflection recently. Um, my wife and I, we are 10 weeks away from our baby Abel being into the world. And uh, yeah, and so uh, like I think every parent should do, I guess this is like note number one from all of you who've given me brilliant notes uh, for this season of my life, thank you, uh, is, is to do some self-reflection. What are, and so I'm examining my life and I'm looking at what are some of my strengths what are some of my habits? What are some of my, um, my dysfunctions and things that I want to correct before Abel gets here? And uh, things, like, things like when I step on my dog's toy and I like shout and just get loud for a second, like those kind of things uh, are perfect examples of things that I need to correct in this season of my life. And, and how many of you guys know that just being a follower of Jesus, we have to do self-reflection. Like that is very important. And so, and so today I wanna be talking about the mirror of self-reflection. The mirror of self-reflection. And, and how many of you guys know that you, if you've been following Jesus for a certain period of time, you might have, to have arrived at this place where sometimes we, we blame the devil for decisions that we made. And, and sometimes if we would just take the time to stop and have a moment of self-reflection, we would realize that it wasn't the devil who deserves that credit. We were actually the ones who made those decisions that got us into the place where we are. And, and so today I wanna talk about the mirror of self-reflection. And, and I'm not sure if you're from your angle if you can read this or see this, but, but depending on what I'm looking at in the mirror determines what I see. And so there is scripture written all over this mirror, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Greater is he that lives in me. I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved us. I am above and not beneath. God has not given me a spirit of fear. He has given me a power, love, and self-discipline. But it really determines, the power is what am I looking at when I look in this mirror? Am I choosing to see myself or am I choosing the things, the things that God has spoken over my life? And and so in this, in this message today, I really wanna, I wanna give you three things today. And the first one is this, in order to see victory, I must see the enemy of my patterns. I must see the enemy of my patterns. And, and some of you are probably thinking, wait, what? Like, I actually need a word that just says I need consistency in my life. I need some good habits. But, but God was speaking to me recently and he was sharing with me, he said, listen, there's a lot of great habits that you have, James, and there's some things that I need to work on with you. And, and so if we're not careful, our patterns will actually stop us from stepping into the plans that God has for our life. And, and so we have to be able to expose what are those unhealthy patterns that we have in our life. So recently, my, my wife and I, we moved into a new home and, uh, and we moved into the Harveston area and um, we got all the boxes into the rooms that they're supposed to be in. And how many of you guys love moving? Anybody here? Danny, thank you. That's why he's on my team. Anybody else not like moving? Uh, <laughs> so I got all these boxes in different rooms. And, and my dog, um, I have two dogs. One's Ellie, the other one's Boomba. Boomba's the youngest. And, and Boomba takes all of her toys and she spreads them out across the entire house. And I thought it was cute at first until it was midnight and the lights were off. 
and I'm walking around barefoot, and, and all of a sudden I step on something and it squeaks. And I go, oh, that was annoying. Okay, pick that up. And then I start walking, and then the next one has spikes on it, and I step on that one. And, and then there were some, some that were hard, some of that were, they were literally like death traps. And, and one, you know, the worst one was the wet one. You know what I'm saying? Like the one that was in her mouth the entire night, and it just got on my foot. Yeah, and, and, and so what's interesting about this, though, is that my wife and I, we got these gifts for our dog to be great and fun, but if we're not careful, in the darkness, if we don't see it, they can actually produce harm in our life. And so there are patterns and things that God has given you and, and God has shown you. And, and God was speaking to me this week and he was saying, James, he was saying, I, I, I need you to stay focused. I need you to not stride. And he was showing me, he was saying, listen, whatever you say yes to that I haven't said yes to, you are going to have to sustain on your own. And he was, he was sharing this with me because what I'm learning in this season, and you, this is for a word for some of you today, is that, that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And, and that plan and that purpose has the potential to prevail, but, but if we're not careful, our patterns will stop us from stepping into those victories. And, and, and so I find myself in the mirror, and some of you might actually look in the mirror sometimes, and this is the sound that you hear. Come on, James. You gotta work harder. If you wanna see results, you gotta you got stride, you gotta push things, you gotta make a difference. You, you gotta work longer hours, you gotta, you gotta work harder, no time for rest. You gotta wake up in the morning, you gotta keep going. And, and, and some of us, that is, that is the sound that we hear. That is the patterns that we've established in our lives. And, and I want you to know something that, that David says in verse 13, if we go back to verse 13, he says this, he says, my enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. Sometimes some of the greatest enemies are not the devil, but they are ourselves. And, and there are things that, that I need you to be aware of, like verse 14 says this, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. He, he has given me victory. He has given me the victory. David knew that, that's too much weight to put on yourself to say that you gotta keep striding and you gotta work that hard to see what God is going to do in your life. And, and so there's some things that I wanna share with you and these aren't everything, but these are just some thoughts that I had regarding this. My patterns become my enemy when I am set in them and am unwilling to change. My patterns become my enemy when I allow my patterns to keep me from a better life. And my patterns become my enemy when I allow my patterns to keep me from a healthier me. And, and so there are seasons in my life where, where I know they're, they're, they're loaded and they're busy, but sometimes I take on things that God never asked me to take on. And, and so I have this mentality where I come in and I'm like, come on, I'm more than a conqueror, right? Through Christ who gives me strength. And, and, and God says to me, he says, yes, you are more than a conqueror, but the strength that I give you was not for a battle I never told you to fight. The strength that I wanna give you is for this battle. James, your battle is to be here at center point, to be preaching the word of God. And so yes, there are other things that are in my heart that I believe God is going to ask me to do eventually one day, but for the here and the now, this is what the battle looks like. It's right here. 
And, and we need to be aware that sometimes we pick up patterns that God never wanted you to establish in your life. And if you're not careful, it's not just unhealthy, it's, it can become an enemy. And, and so you might be sitting here thinking, well, patterns, I, I don't really see them that way. And, and so I want us to live in the tension today. I'm gonna give you three things today that are gonna be a little bit tensionist. I don't think that's a word, but... I could have owned it, but I didn't want to go that far. <laughs> There's some things that I want to share with you today that I feel like are attention, and if we're not careful, they can, they can do a lot of damage in our life. And the first one was that if I want to see the victory, I have to see the enemy of my patterns. It says in verse 15 and 16, it says this, the song, <laughs> songs of the joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. It's important if you notice the repetition that David is saying in this passage, he's saying the strong right arm of the Lord has done these things. It doesn't say that my talent has done glorious things, that because of my potential glorious things happen. It says because of the strong right arm of the Lord has done these glorious things that I may live in this type of a, of a victory. Somebody shout, my potential, my potential. Can, become can become my enemy. In order to see victory, I must see the enemy of my potential. See, your potential can become your enemy if you think that you can arrive without God. And, and I remember a season in my life, this was maybe eight, eight, nine years ago, and I was practicing one of my first messages that I would ever preach. And, and so I strongly suggested, not forced, asked Brooke to sit on the bed and listen to me preach one of my first messages. And, um, and, and I had these boxes that I stacked up, and, and, and I put my notes down, and I was shaking, and I was so nervous because most people don't know this, but I actually was afraid of public speaking when I was younger. Uh, which is really funny that God called me to do something that I was afraid of. And, um, and so I, I'm, I'm practicing my message, and, and, um, and Brooke said, at the end of it, she said, that was pretty good. But what I heard was, that was amazing. You are an anointed man of God. <laughs> you should do this for a living. <laughs> you know, like, th this is what I heard, but that's not what she said. And, and, and her grandma walked by the room and Brooke wasn't home one day and she heard the same thing and she put her ear up to the door and she listened and then that evening when I was downstairs, she comes up to me and she says, you know, I heard you upstairs me home and you were, you were practicing your message and she said, that, that was pretty good. And again, I, I heard anointed man of God. <laughs> and, and so I took my notes and I, and I brought them to youth group and we were meeting in this office space of, with 10 students and, and, and I'm, I'm preaching and I'm getting loud and I'm, and I'm doing my thing and, and at the end of it, um, you know, there's some adults and some leaders and some students that are coming up to me and they're like, hey man, that was really good. Like, that, like you definitely got potential. <laughs> like, you do. Like, for, for somebody your age with no degree and, and, and you know, the amount of, you know, it, that was pretty good. And, and, you know, what I heard in return was, man of God. <laughs> and, and what I want you to know, though, in this is that if I'm not careful, I can allow compliments to get in my head to where I rely on my potential instead of his presence. <laughs> See, because I have the potential to maybe get some claps and amens, 
but I know that his presence shifts the atmosphere of a soul. I have the potential to maybe get people to stand to their feet and woo a room into something that I believe in, but his presence breaks the yoke of bondage. See, there's a difference because if I go into battle thinking it's my potential that's going to give me the victory, I'm already set up to fail. And that's a word for somebody because some of you are taking this strategy into your businesses, into your marriages, into your families, into the next 10 year plan of your future. And you're thinking it's built on your potential and not his presence. See, my, my potential can become my enemy. If God calls me to fight a battle and I think I can win based on my own strength. See, it's not by my might or my strength, but by his spirit, amen? And, and so there are things that I want you to know about your potential. My, my potential, write this down, can become my enemy when I rely heavily on my abilities and very little on God. My potential becomes my enemy when I think I've arrived and I become uneditable. My potential becomes my enemy when I make the talents and giftings God gave me about me. And I wanna challenge you today. Don't allow your potential to eclipse what is most important. God called you to do something in the earth today, which is why you are here. And if we're not careful, we'll take the compliments and we'll rely on our potential rather than his presence. And, and, and so in verse 17, are you still with me? Yeah, verse 17 says this, I will not die, instead I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not let me die. The third thing I wanna tell you is this, in order to see victory, I must see the enemy of my thoughts. See, about eight months ago, um, Brooke and I, we, we needed to get a new car. Our car um, just totally just dumped on us and it was our only vehicle and, and means of transportation. And so we ended up going to a lot and we got a used truck and, um, and it was a Z72. And uh, when I left the lot, it was interesting because after I left the lot, I only saw Z72s on the highway. Anybody else ever like that happen to you? You got a car or something and then you just see everybody else that has one just like you. And, and, and I started to realize, hey, you know what? What was happening, and Daryl and Aaron and I were drinking a cup of coffee this week and we were talking about it, and he was saying, hey, what happened to you was you had an experience, and based on that experience, you made a judgment that created a filter, and so you saw everything through that filter. It's like, it's like if, if, a leader, if a leader was selfish and hurt you, you had an experience that experience of somebody hurting you that was in leadership created a judgment, and now you see leaders as people that are eventually going to hurt you, and now you filter your entire life through this filter. So now every single time you wanna step into leadership and you do CP 101, you're just looking for the leader that's going to hurt you. And, it, and they, they didn't do anything to you. And see, we sometimes don't even have language for this because we say, oh, you just been carrying some hurt in your heart. It's not in my heart. I just need to change my filter. So for some of us, it's not even hurt. Another example would be like, somebody was very selfish to you when you were a child. And, and so you had an experience. That experience created judgment. And now when you see people, you think people are just prone to be selfish. So now in life, you're looking for selfishness in people. See, the problem is with this is that 
you think it's wisdom that's protecting you, it's actually harming you. And the people that God brings into your life are not there to harm you, but to, to bring you life to the fullest community. And, and so what we need to do is we need to change our filter. Somebody shout, change your filter. Change your filter. One more time, change your filter. Yes, you know, King David, when he was in battle, at 15 years old, he was groomed to kill. I mean, what kind of a kid cuts off a head at 15 years old and is walking around with it, right? That's gonna leave you an experience, is it not? That you're gonna think, well, you know, I kill by the sword, I'm probably going to die by the sword. And then in verse 17, he says, but I will not die. It doesn't say that, that he had a conversation in his mind, but we know it. Because why would that thought just pop into his head that he would write that down? So he stopped his thoughts. He changed his filter. And he said, I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell of my God what he has done. So follow me. Are you following me? David was 15. He had an experience that created judgment in his life. He had a filter that, that death was all around him. But you know how he, he stopped the enemy of his thoughts? He changed his filter. He said, yeah, I've been around death my entire life, but when I was 15, the Lord God was with me in the battle against Goliath, and I saw the faithful, strong right arm of the Lord that has done glorious things in my life and has raised me in triumph, the strong right arm of the Lord. I'm gonna change my filter that even though something around me has happened that was negative, I saw a different perspective, and I changed my perspective and my look. And so what you need to do is you need to change your perspective. Somebody say, change your filter. Yeah, I will not die, I will live. I will not die, I will live, I will not die. There is power in the resurrection. I will not die, my God has been faithful. I will not die. My God never failed me then, and he won't fail me now. I will not die. God goes before me and stands at my rear God. I will not fail. You got to change your perspective today. And so some of us, we don't have language for this, but I want to challenge you. If you had a bad experience in your life, try to go back to the beginning of it and try to look at it from a different angle. You gotta change the filter. And, and so there, there's more though that I wanna say though in this passage. As we continue in verse 19, it says that this, open for me the gates where the righteous enter and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord and the godly enter there. Somebody say open the gate. Open the gate. See verse, in that first verse that we just read, it says open the gate. Jesus said in, in John chapter 10, verse 70, he said, I am the gate that the sheep come in and they go out. And I want you to know today, he is the gate. He is the gate to your peace. He is the gate to your joy. He is the gate to your, the, the life of fulfillment that you're looking for. Jesus is the gate. He's your way out and he's your way in. Whatever you need, he is, because he's the gate. And so he's your gate to greener pastures, He's your gate to still waters. He's the gate, when you are in need of rest, he's your way in. When you are stuck, he's your way out. He is the gate. And so we need to know that because if we wanna live and see the victory, we gotta know where to go in. So he is the gate. And, and what's important about knowing that he is the gate 
is that it says that the gate leads to the presence of the Lord. Mm. And the godly enter there. I wonder what some of our gates look like. What are the things that you try to enter into when life is against you? I, I wonder if this is why they call drugs gateways. I wonder if that relationship is a gate for you. I wonder if some of the behavior modifications and the things that we choose to do are some of the gates in our life. And those gates, if you keep going through them, I wonder if you realize how stuck you may be today. And Jesus is saying, I am the gate. If you enter in through me, you will come into the presence of the Lord. And so Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. So if you're looking for a gate, he's your access point today. He's your way in and he's your way out. Jesus is all that you need. If you want to experience victory in your life, enter the gate. And, and then it says in verse 21, it says this. It says, I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. I think God has a, has a way of putting us in battles that are impossible for us to win without him. Because if we win, we can't take the glory for it. And, and so God wants to put you in a, in a battle, in a position where you can't stride to win. And so when you're looking in the mirror, there are times where if you're doing it on your own might and your own strength, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to say, I'm not enough. But if I look back in the mirror of self-reflection and I see the promises that God has for my life, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, that I am more than a conqueror through him who gives me strength, that I am above and not beneath, I am the head and not the tail, and I have favor that none can deny, I will win every battle that God tells me to fight, but I'm not going into battles that he never called me to fight. You got to know where he called you to. See, if you feel like this battle that you're in right now is impossible, ooh, this is a word for somebody, then God is actually setting you up for a victory. Because there's no way that a 15-year-old boy could go up against Goliath without God. But, but even in the midst of this battle that seems impossible, I want you to know that there's a stone that's in your bag today. And that stone has been broken for us and has been called the chief cornerstone. And if you take that stone out and you put it in that sling in this battle that he called you to fight, there is victory today. And so my confidence in this battle is not in my own power and my own might but is in the spirit of God who lives in me. I will see victory when I see the enemy of my patterns, my potential, and my thoughts. Let's not go into war trying to fight things that are spiritual in the carnal. Let's rely on the spirit of God that we may see victory in these days. Amen? Amen. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person who came to church today. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are here right now. And we declare as a family, I will not die. I will live to see the victory. I will not die. I will live to see the victory. Why? Because you're with me in the battle. I will fight where you tell me to fight. 
and I will step back from what you tell me to step back from. My dependency is on you and you alone. I can't do this without you. I need you. And in this room, if you're sitting here and you don't know Jesus, you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, I wanna give you an opportunity to give your life to the Lord today. You know, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse nine, that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And I wanna give you the opportunity to make that decision for yourself today. I don't know what you're up against. I don't know what you're facing. But I do know this, that God is faithful, that God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That if you call upon the name of Jesus, the book, in the book of Jude, it says that he is faithful to keep you from falling and he will present you with a glorious and joyful praise. So if you're here in this room and you don't know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, I wanna give you the opportunity to give your life to the Lord. I'm gonna count to three, and when I say three, would you just shoot your hand up in the air so I can pray with you? One, the King of Heaven didn't stay up in the place of heaven. He came down to earth and died on a cross for our sins, and he defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he holds the keys to dominion and power. Two, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is available to come and live in you today. All it takes is for you to open up your heart and open up your mouth and invite Jesus in. And I believe that he's here in this room right now. And he's just waiting for you. He's not angry at you. The Bible says that where, where sin would abound, grace abounds all the more. God is just waiting for you to, to welcome him in. And three, if you wanna give your life to the Lord, would you just raise your hand? As a pastor, I just wanna know who I'm praying with. Ma'am, I see your hand over here as well. Wonderful. Over here as well. Thank you, just raise it high so I can see your hand. The Bible says, if you acknowledge me before man, I will acknowledge you before the Father. Wonderful. Ah, what a holy moment. Would you just pray with me? That was you and you need Jesus. Just say something like this, Jesus, I give my life to you. Thank you for taking my place and tearing the veil so I can come in. You are the gate and I need you. I love you and I welcome you in. Thank you for raising me to new life and seating me with you in the heavenly places. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Everybody said amen. Hallelujah and amen. Would y'all stand up to your feet right now? We're getting ready to close. But I do wanna ask you in this, in this moment, Would you just take a vulnerable moment of just putting your hands out like this? And I want you to know that Jesus is here with you in this moment right now. The Holy Spirit is here. And I wanna ask you that we would just not choose to win and fight our battles with these hands, but we would choose to rely on the Holy Spirit, to partner with him and what he calls us to fight. And I just wanna pray over you and bless you then I'm gonna give up the mic. Can I do that? Yeah. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with us right now. 
Thank you that every battle that stands against our God will stumble and fall. That you have called us to not lose, but to have the victory. Not by our power or by our strength or our might, but by your mighty right hand and by the spirit of the living God. Thank you. Use us to do incredible things for your glory. And the church said, amen. God bless you.